Hello. Hi. Welcome to Ring Rookie, a guide to the NHL. I am your co-host, Ashley. And I'm your other co-host, Ariel. And welcome back to our podcast. Yes, welcome back. It's been a hot second, like a yes. real hot second. It has. We definitely took a holiday break. Yeah, basically all of January, and it's fine. There were things happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Ariel? What have I been up to? I finally got into Mullet Arena. Hell yes. Love that for us. Shout out to my friend Sarah for that. That was a lovely surprise. Yeah, and then just watching a lot of hockey and hanging out with my dog. Job hunting. All that fun stuff. Job hunting. Yeah, I know that feel. But mullet was good though? Mullet was so fun. I got to see the penguins and obviously the coyotes. A lot of penguin fans. But it didn't feel like a great, like, because I've heard some things about how the arena can get when it's like a majority of the other team. Like, I know when the Bruins or the Islanders are in town, it could get pretty intense at the mullet. But the penguins, everyone I met was super nice, super cool, chill. So it was just an overall fun vibe. The Islanders is a weird choice. Like, uh, the Bruins and the penguins, I get, but the Islanders is a weird one to like be overwhelmed with fans. Yeah, I get, I, I don't know. Well, I guess because it's a lot of the snowbirds are here during the season and they're coming from, I guess, over there in the East Coast. Okay. Yeah. So I I have a feeling maybe some of the Canadian teams might be kind of popular out here too. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. But yeah, it was a lot. Sounds like a good time though. Hell yeah. Thank you, Sarah, for taking Ariel. (laughs) Yes. And you, what were you up to? Um, I had a birthday like a week ago and my roommate and I went up to Seattle and I got to see the Kraken at Climate Pledge and that was really cool. I have lots of thoughts about Climate Pledge so I will be writing on our Tumblr if you've ever looked at it a review of the arena. I need to do that so I don't forget but lots of thoughts. I gotta do do one on Mullet. Yeah it was just I'd heard like I'd read a lot of stuff to kind of prepare myself about like what to expect because you know the arenas I've been to out here and then I went to American Airlines in Dallas Everything was kind of the same, and this was the only one that's been different so far. So I'm very interested to continue my journey through the NHL arenas and kind of see how they all differ or have similarities. Is yeah, I don't know. Lots of thoughts, but the Kraken lost. That was kind of a bummer because I went for my birthday and I was like manifesting a win, and that obviously did not work out because they lost to the Maple Leafs. And I had pretty good seats. That was cool. Not much. Honestly, we probably didn't need the whole month for a break, but I think you got sick. And then I went to Seattle and then things just like lasted a bit longer than we thought they would. Oh, yeah. I got. Yeah, that was rough. (laughs) I did get sick. (laughs) I knew there were real reasons. Yeah. I was like, there was a reason why we weren't doing it. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was literally bedridden. Yeah. 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 That was bad. (laughs) That was real bad. Well, we've got lots of good stuff to cover. Some important stuff. And I guess we're going to get started with the first ever NHL Winter Classic shutout by my Seattle Kraken. That was so freaking cool to watch. I know. I was like, do you want to do the honors on this and talk about <laughs> Thank it? Thank you so much. I just took it over anyway because I was just, oh, God, that game was so good. I talked myself into going to a bar to watch it, but then I woke up too late and then I was like, oh, no, it's about to start. But then it didn't start for like another 45 minutes from when it said it was going to start. So I just watched it at home. And thank God I did because it was not pretty the way i was screaming and like just like my excitement was off the charts so it was new year's day january 1st in seattle at t-mobile park 
I think it's sold out from what I remember seeing. They played the Golden Knights. Joey Decord, who's been killing it for the Kraken, I think he got us a nine win streak, which eventually got broken, obviously. But yeah, at the time. Um, yeah. He made 35 saves. There was this amazing save he got against Jack Eichel. And you could see Eichel. He was just so pissed because he felt like he had it. And Joey's like, absolutely not. Let's go. I think um, not. Right. And so they won three and oh marking the first ever shutout in a 15 game history of the winter classic so that was really freaking cool that was fun like i don't think because i mean we watched the well i know I, I did we watched the heritage classic and then the winter classic and i had to look up do these outdoor games because i think there's only two four six like eight teams that are doing outdoor games this season and so I was wondering, I'm like, I feel like that's a disadvantage on their points. But apparently the NHL and the league doesn't give a shit. So <laughs> yeah, it does count toward their points, those outdoor games. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of hard. That's kind of rough. But I mean. I remember hearing about that. Someone's like, yeah, it's just another game. Like it's two points for us. And I was like, so not only do you have to like play the game, but you also have to do like so much media leading up to it. And like during that, it's just like, it's not a real game, but it is. Yeah. Like it's not just a fun little game you get to do. Like, no. this is still counting toward our, basically our end goal. And that's kind of crazy. I mean, I feel like they should get a bonus if they do like a Winter Classic or Stadium Series or Heritage Classic, whatever it is. No, I kind of agree with you. I think, yeah, either get a bonus or make it not Something. count. Yeah. Like, I know there's four teams playing Stadium Series. I didn't know that was a two, two games separate. I don't know anything about the Stadium Series. I don't know. That's going to be my next thing to be okay. looking into. I didn't know if you'd looked into it because the Devils are playing, obviously, or what but I, mean, I, have, I have questions and no i mean the, the stadium jerseys barely just came out so no i haven't looked at yeah when i saw four jerseys i was like wait what this is two games but okay i mean i mean i'm here for it i'll be sad all right uh next. the winnipeg jets dad and mentors trip this was such a highlight to me watching so the jets had their mentors trip scheduled from like january 2nd to the 8th and then also kind of the 9th because some of the dads still went to that game but that included a three-game west coast trip in anaheim san jose and arizona notably connor hellebuck's dad chuck hellebuck took his role as dadman very seriously and that was just so fun. it was great i went to the anaheim game against the jets i think it was the fifth and my roommate and i sat towards the back where the jets goalie was there twice lauren brossois and i remember looking to my left and i just saw a whole suite filled with jets fans and i was like wait it's their dad's trip i love this <laughs> and it was just so cool because they were like maybe four or five sections away from us and terry and i were probably the only jets fans like at least it felt like in our section because we were cheering every time and terry's like i want them to know that we're here for them and so every time something <laughs> good happens we jump up and scream and clap real big. It was good times. Oh, I love that. Chuck Hellebuck, international influencer, quote unquote. Chuck, he provided fans with like play-by-plays of the entire like mentors experience. So he was sharing photos, videos. So fans, and this is what excited me. Like he was showing the food that was available to them in the suites, their traveling arrangements, how early and late they'd have to get around. He showed pictures um, from their day off on the road they went golfing here in phoenix and just like his commentary on how crazy and fast paced like the inner workings of being in the nhl all from like you know a dad's point of view was kind of cool because i know some of the dads have known each other from like back when the kids when they were kids and then also like i think some of the dads were even like coaches too 
at one point. I really enjoyed watching his stuff. And I he's he does something that's really cool too. I can't remember what his real job is, not being a social media influencer. He has a YouTube channel and he does other really cool stuff. So, you know, check him out. 3D printing and like yeah. stuff with electronics. Okay. Not quite what I was thinking. But that's okay. He's an engineer. We definitely stand Chuck Hellebuck. He's cool. Oh yeah. Big fan of the Jets too. They're like top top four team. So I enjoy watching them. I've seen them twice now. And it's a good time every time. Their fans are great. Team's great. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Really excited and hopefully they make the playoffs. I'm really thinking they will. What's next? What's next? Oh man, this is sad. Okay, so while we were gone, January 5th specifically. So while I was at the Jets and Ducks game, Ariel was at home watching the Chicago Blackhawks play the New Jersey Devils and texting me a play-by-play of an insane game, what it sounded like. I was also getting like notifications from the ESPN and NHL apps about what was going on, but the hand-to-hand like that was happening during the game was from Ariel and it was hilarious. Um, So Connor Bedard hurt himself, I say. Yeah, he... he he hurt himself, yeah. Yeah. So in the middle of the first period, Bedard unfortunately took a hard hit to the jaw by Devils defenseman Brendan Smith and was out for the remainder of the game after that. Watching the play, but I feel like, first of all, Bedard's really short, you know? And Brendan Smith is just not not a short guy. No, Brendan, he... So when I was watching the play, I saw it happen and I was like, oh, fuck. But I'll, at the same time, I was like, that was definitely clean. It's just Bedard is short. Brendan Smith is, I think he's six. Yeah, he's six one. Bedard yeah. claims to be five ten, but I feel like his ass is five eight. I saw someone say that at the NHL Combine, he actually measured at like five nine point nine five. So I could see why he just claims five ten. Sounds fake. <laughs> But it was, yeah, it was a clean hit. Like it wasn't, there was nothing intentional. It felt like, I mean, I've watched it. You watched it a couple times. Like other people have claimed it was clean. But then I know some of the Blackhawks got really, really upset about it. And there was some retaliation. And that's kind of how that game unfolded. Yeah, that game was instant. I feel like in that one game, even Nick Foligno was out because he broke his finger, basically retaliating on Brendan Smith. They tried to take out Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes accidentally ended up taking out himself, but that's another story. Yeah, it was just a lot of back and forth. Crazy game. Very entertaining. But it was unfortunate that it just happened to Betsy. All our, all our rookies are getting hurt. So a few days after the hit, it was confirmed to be a fractured jaw and he was officially put on IR, which is injured reserve. Uh, Bedard underwent surgery on January 10th and he is on schedule to be out six to eight weeks. I want to say he should be back first week of March, maybe even before that, because I did the math because I'm hopefully supposed to see the Blackhawks play the Kings mid-March and he was going to be back. So here's hope. Yeah, I think some of my friends are trying to see him in San Jose. Nice, nice, nice. That'll be a good game. And then also, as we know, I mean, I don't know if you know, but it's been around on the internet that he's relentless about practicing and just being on the ice in general. There were lots of memes and jokes about locking ice rink doors and not letting him in. But he was seen on the ice practicing. He can't make any slap shots because I guess that puts stress on your jaw, but he can skate and stuff. And I know his coach is kind of just let it be. He can't fight the kid. He's like begging, basically. Would have been the youngest all-star this year, but unfortunately he'll be missing out while he continues to heal. We have lots of all-star talk coming up too. Oh yeah. Oh man. The Jamie Drysdale trade. <laughs> the most tragic thing that I that I think has happened, and I did not expect to feel the way I felt when it happened either. Oh, agreed. I was 
we were I was watching a game and I just was like, oh, let me open Twitter real quick and see any news happening. The Philadelphia Flyers were in the middle of playing a game, getting their asses kicked and made a trade in the middle of that game, which was crazy. I remember the text you sent me was like, Ashley, like all caps. I'm just like, oh, no, this has me worried immediately. (laughs) Then it was a screenshot. So on January 8th, the Anaheim Ducks traded defenseman Jamie Drysdale to the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for left wing cutter Gauthier. And then the Flyers also acquired the 2025 NHL second round draft pick and i guess that's technically conditional i mean the the ducks aren't doing great but who's to say if they're gonna get the second pick i feel like that's all like it's up in the air it's not for sure that they'll get the second round yeah because i think i know the for sure was cutter but then also when i was like trying to look up information for this it was like asterisk like way at the bottom and really hard to read but also the nhl second round draft pick i was like so is that official or no I mean, it's never official until they draw names for the draft, I guess, because I remember doing a little bit of like looking into it and it's like you can trade away picks all you want. But the only thing you can like, I guess, really get from them is like their first pick that they get picked for. So like the Ducks, I mean, I don't think it'll happen, but they could have the 13th pick when picked. And so that's kind of what they'd get. I mean, I don't think that'll happen. I I hope just in the talking of picks that the Sharks get the first pick. I don't know. They keep doing decent we could get a win tonight we'll see that's fair that's fair so cutter gothier was drafted by the flyers in 2022 and he currently plays for boston college and he was also just at world juniors and he won with usa he caused quite a stir when he refused to sign with the team um basically just ignored the team's calls and even skipped out on flyers summer development camp and then because philly fans are nothing if not passionate some more extreme than others cutter started receiving death threats when there was speculation that the reason for him not wanting to come to philadelphia was because of head coach john torella and former flyer kevin hayes which all parties did later confirm that it was not true and absolutely ridiculous i did hear that he maybe didn't feel comfortable around everybody maybe not specifically towards but like just the staff in general and I know there's also like talk about him being a Penguins fan for life and not really wanting to commit to the Flyers because of that which I felt was maybe silly but also he's a kid he's 18 maybe and he just if he doesn't want to play there I just like and doesn't feel comfortable I just don't understand why it's a big deal but I'm also not a Philly fan (laughs) right but I guess he yeah that was confirmed so anyway on the other end Drysdale was welcomed with open arms and made his flyer debut on January 10th. I could be wrong. I actually think it was the 9th on the team's pride night. Ducks fans were devastated. And surprisingly, we were devastated to see him separated from best friend and now former teammate Trevor Zegras. But, you know after seeing some numbers and looking closely the trade was a better chance for jamie to grow and with what the anaheim ducks are trying to accomplish i think cutter is gonna fit in there just fine so we're excited for that i do see jamie doing better already being with the flyers just from what i've seen i haven't watched a ton of games but i know i watched the first couple when he was moved over and he definitely i think he's shining brighter over there well just looking at his stats like i know he didn't play that much last season at least in the last two like his first and second year with the Ducks like he I don't know he's already on record to do a lot better in like he his first game he made an assist and then he's already gotten a goal 
So it's just like, he's doing fine. I think he was at the Jets game that I was at. Yes, he was because I was like, if anyone gets a goal on the Jets, it's it's allowed to be Snow White, who is also Jamie. And my room is like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I, he's the only one I really like. And so it was nice to, I guess, to see him before he left. I know. I feel like we got lucky. Like we got to at least see him with the ducks before he yeah. left oh man yeah we were surprisingly um devastated because like i think too like i feel like some of our first things that we talked about and i do vividly remember us like well like if they get separated like i don't understand why it's a big deal and now we're here and we both got attached and then we were upset and it was just like i felt like that was just we shot ourselves know. in the foot yeah i don't know what it was but that was just like one of the first like pieces of knowledge that i think we both picked up when we started like i guess snooping around in hockey it was that they were besties and they were attached at the hip and you couldn't separate them and now and then it happened so it just was kind of like what but it, it's good i mean trevor's also hurt <laughs> i think he hurt himself like a less than a week after a day after oh, a day after <laughs> a day after he left so uh he really can't hack it without his bestie so that's kind of a bummer yeah and now he's disappeared he showed up yesterday on uh for mctavish's birthday but yeah he uh he definitely took himself out and that was sad but he's been like super supportive on the flyers instagram and stuff about jamie i think he's definitely liked some comments and posted and stuff so they're still they're still besties it's just a long distance relationship (laughs) yeah oh man oh wow this was weird i don't even remember hearing about this but so the new york islanders fired their head coach i think you told me about it. i feel like you always come to me with news before i see it anywhere else yeah, also the islanders are sarah's team so okay. she she dropped the news and i was like oh shit i gotta look this up immediately <laughs> so the new york islanders fired their head coach after four losses in a row and on january 20th the islanders announced they let go of their head coach lane lambert and were bringing in patrick wah not roy wah so Roy was a four-time Stanley Cup champion himself. He coached the Colorado Avalanche for three seasons from 2013 to 2016 before retiring. And for the last five years, he has been coaching and serving as GM for the Junior Quebec Ramparts. I think, didn't he? I swear I've seen his name on the back of Avalanche jerseys. Did he play for the Avalanche? Do you know that? Um, I think he did. I'm gonna... he, was a, he was a goalie. I can't hang on. I know I meant to put that in there and then forgot. Yeah, he was a goalie for the Avalanche. Yeah, I knew I'd seen his jersey. I feel like people who actually like hockey or not like hockey, but like follow hockey a lot are going to mm-hmm. have some words, but I'm sorry. I should look into the Avalanche more. They're like also top four fave teams. I know. Like I've, Love watching I've exposed them my whole top four on the podcast this episode. Anyway, and they're doing great now that they changed head coaches. I feel like that's the second or third head coach firing we've had this season. Yeah. <laughs> Wild times. Is that normal? I don't know. I know a lot of people getting fired. Yeah. Or just moved around is what it is. guess that's just the business. Capital T, capital B, the business. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Shane Pinto returns. So... That's how you say his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Senator Shane Pinto returned to the NHL on January 21st after serving a 41-game suspension. To recap, and we have talked about this, Pinto was suspended for 41 games because of betting. There was no evidence of him betting on NHL games or teams. They actually never even said what the heck he was betting on at all. But for that Sunday's game, the Senators beat the Flyers 5-2. And he recorded 14 months of ice time and earned a point on an assisted goal. So he was definitely ready to come back. Yeah, I watched the interview of his comeback and he was just so happy and grateful to be back and was just so like, I think he felt really discouraged by what happened, but he was very excited to get back. So that was really cool. And then 
the return of Corey Perry. So if you listen to previous episodes, I know we've talked about him a couple times. He disappeared and then he was let go by the Chicago Blackhawks. And now he has made an appearance with the Edmonton Oilers. So he was put on unconditional waivers by the Blackhawks on November 28th, 2023. Perry is back on the ice now with the Edmonton Oilers. I think he's played a couple games now with them. At least one. I know there's pictures around with him with a bunch of mismatched gear from like other teammates because he just doesn't have his own. So that's kind of a bummer. So he was under. Right? They're like, all right, get to work. I would just waited. Like they had him and then they still waited a little bit before they put him on ice. So I don't know why they didn't use that time wisely, but whatever. I don't work there. So just to recap, in case you don't remember, Perry was under investigation by the Blackhawks for unprofessional misconduct. Nothing was ever actually confirmed about what happened, but he would remain on waivers after an alcohol fueled incident. I know some reporter went on a podcast and made a comment about how he made a pass at someone and it really wasn't that big of a deal and then he went back and retracted and was like i'm so sorry i shouldn't have said that like it was totally like not something i should have said blah 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 so it's just like what so we're guessing after working with mental health substance experts he is going to receive another chance with edmonton on january 21st he signed a one-year deal with the edmonton oilers i feel like the edmonton oilers are like i don't know i've heard like jokes about that they're just a a team for bad players I did I see some fans that. were not thrilled with receiving Corey Perry. So yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. It just feels silly. And I guess my question is like he left a pretty big deal like and a big contract at Chicago to get signed for a league minimum at Edmonton for like a year. So clearly something happened and he was just like, I don't know. It's just very, the whole thing's really frustrating. Yeah. Because we'll never know. Yeah. I feel like there's <sighs> things we'll never know. Yeah, unfortunately. Still on that Oilers talk, Edmonton are currently on a crazy streak. So the Edmonton Oilers are on a hot streak. They Currently, they're on record with the second longest winning streak with 16 straight wins. The Oilers, they were on a three-game losing streak, but switched it up on December 20th with a win over the New Jersey Devils, and they've won every game ever since. So we'll see if they'll beat out the uh, current record, which is held by the 1997 Penguins. I thought it was 92-93. I don't remember. I it was 90-something. Yeah, something but, in the 90s. But it's, it's held by the Penguins. Penguins and for, I think, 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see when they get back from All-Stars if they'll keep it up or they'll lose. I don't know. I did see a tweet that said that the streak seemed less impressive seeing the list of the teams that they had been. Yeah, beating. I saw that. It's not. They think there's only like maybe one like top team in that list. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, they've had kind of an easy schedule. So we'll see when they get back. Uh, yeah, I, I need them to lose. Not for any real reason. I just don't want them to continue on. I don't think they deserve it. But whatever. <laughs> I have feelings about the Oilers. They're like shit list. Bottom of the list. <laughs> so we have a serious topic that we want to chat about for a little bit. I'm sure if you are in the hockey space, you have heard, seen, maybe like secondhand information has been brought to you about the World Junior Championship 2018 scandal. Team Canada. So trigger warnings galore here. Take care of yourself. If you don't feel comfortable continuing on, that is totally okay. And we obviously understand that this is hard for both of us to really kind of talk about. And it's obviously a very sensitive subject. Um, so these are also, I think this is alleged, right? 
Yes, it's alleged at this point. So this is, and this is all stuff pulled from articles and things that you can find on the internet if you want to look for it. So nothing is speculation on our account. It's just facts, basically, but it's not a fact because it's not coming from them. You know what I mean? So brief background. In 2022, there was a sexual assault case open on quite a few members of Canada's 2018 World Junior Team. This happened in 2018, but then I think it got closed in 2022. And then I want to believe some sponsors try to start pulling out of Team Canada if they didn't open it again. And so they were basically forced by money to reopen it. So the woman involved claimed eight members of the team sexually assaulted her in London at a fundraising gala. Hockey Canada settled the lawsuit, but London police continued an internal review of the investigation. It has been many years of investigation and attempt to cover up, but on January 24th, everything came to a head when a source revealed that the London police had asked five members when there were eight of the 2018 junior team to immediately surrender to them to be charged. Following teams had statements put out about their players. So first it was the Calgary Flames in former 2018 Canada captain Dylan Dubé, I think that's how you say his name, took a leave of absence citing mental health struggles. So now the Flames, I think yesterday, retracted that statement and said they had no idea of his involvement. They were told mental issues, and so that's what they said. I don't necessarily believe that, but that's my speculation. So two days later... January 23rd, Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers and another former member of the 2018 team also took a leave of absence. I don't think they said mental health or anything. I think they just said personal issues. Yeah, everyone other than um, Dylan... Uh, just cited personal matters personal matters and okay and then the next day the 24th just after the announcement from london so this is canada london just so we're on the same page michael mcleod and cal foot from the new jersey devils and then alex formanton who was playing hockey in sweden but signed with the ottawa senators you guessed it from team canada members also took a sudden leave of absence as of january 30th all five players including the nhlers have been confirmed to be the above named and only one player to have Surrendered so far has been Alex Formanton on January 28th. I think they've all now surrendered as of today. Yeah, as of today, they have. And they all have lawyer statements are all on the internet. Mm -hmm. Some say innocent. Some say, I think one said innocent, but then a couple of say they just like there's no involvement at all. But the word innocent was never used. I know McLeod and Formanton, I think, said no involvement at all. Each of them has their own lawyers. I'm not saying much on this because it's been a lot for me, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. London police are aware of the media and have scheduled a press conference for February 5th to provide updates. All players have been charged and are required to surrender by then. So they have surrendered. January 5th, they are going to live stream the press conference, I believe, on the 5th. So you can watch it if you want to be more aware of what's going on. Also, if you do happen to have a jersey for any of these five players, there is a company that is removing them for you at a fee for $35 if you donate to, I think, a sexual assault recovery group. Donate $35, you send in your jersey, and they'll remove the names for free pending your donation. So that's really nice. We're just doing straight facts here. We don't really want to speculate, and I think that's all we really – we don't want to have a discussion about this. This isn't a discussion-based thing. Protect your mental health if this isn't something you can handle don't and i think that's all we're gonna say on that yeah because and then i will give a warning because if you do look into it it's unfortunately it got heavier and heavier with everything i read and it was just a lot i know there's a documentary if reading isn't really your thing if you want to just be more informed i'll put it in the below the like description of the video and anywhere else 
I think that you can see stuff um, if you want to just be a little bit more educated about it. Moving on. Um, Utah expansion for the NHL. So at the same day and time that the uh, World Junior Canada scandal news was dropping, the Smith Entertainment Group and Utah Jazz owners released a request for an NHL expansion. I think some <laughs> updates became avail- a little available today, but I mean, I haven't really looked into it. So if they, that's it. If it becomes available, we'll bring it up, but we'll see. I didn't love that that was happening at the same time. Obviously, I'm sure no one did. It was just kind of out of left field. I know ESPN has posted about the World Junior stuff, but NHL said nothing. So, and they will continue to be quiet, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, this episode is all about the All Star games. This is our first All Star game, which is pretty cool. I have no idea what I'm in for. I think you've done this research, so you know what uh, what to expect if you want to start it a off. A little bit, yeah, because, yeah, first All-Star weekend, this is kind of exciting for us. So if you're a hockey fan, uh, you've been hearing, obviously, I would hope so, if you're listening to us or trying to become one. You've probably been hearing all about the All-Star weekend. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Angela's Hockey Club on TikTok for some of this because I got overwhelmed searching for stuff. And then augustman.com for a little breakdown. So, yeah, so... The 2024 All-Star Game weekend will take place in Toronto from February 1st through the 3rd. It's an exhibition tournament with all the best players in the league going head-to-head in different events. So one player from each of the 32 teams have been selected, and then 12 more were voted in. There's an exception. I think there's going to be actually two teams that aren't going to be represented because of injuries, and they were just replaced. So there's a couple extra players for each team. There will be four teams, and each team has a captain, co-captain, and a celebrity captain. This year's teams are Team uh, Austin Matthews with assistant captain Morgan Riley. They're from the Toronto Maple Leafs with celeb uh, captain Justin Bieber. Team Connor McDavid and assistant Leon Dreisaitl from the Edmonton Oilers with their celebrity Will Arnett. Team Nathan McKinnon and assistant Kale McCarr from the Colorado Avalanche with their celeb Tate McRae. That one is so entertaining to me. And then finally, team Quinn Hughes with this just got changed uh, a few hours ago. Assistant Elias Pedersen with their celebrity Michael Buble with their bonus sideline captain Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes were originally co-captains, but Jack is injured, so he got replaced <laughs> um, all sorts of ways. I feel so bad for Quinn. He was just like, he couldn't be a captain and then have Jack be his alternate they were co-captains like this poor older sibling well i mean now yeah jack's he like you know what? Just, he, he'll get it now yeah i saw today because it was they announced jack's replacement which is jesper brock congrats to him I was very excited about that to take his place in the whole all-star game but then jack just got moved to like oh he was still gonna co-captain with quinn and then a few hours later okay so jack is gonna be there on the sidelines but now his but now his co-captain uh or his assistant is gonna be elias patterson which is already his teammate on the vancouver Canucks. but yeah there's just a lot so this starts february 1st thursday thursday that's tomorrow hopefully you'll hear this tomorrow if i get on it so tim hortons will host the all-star player draft in which the team's captains will select their teams i am manifesting and i'm gonna be so mad if this doesn't happen if nathan mckinnon doesn't draft sitting crosby first oh he better like 
the devastation I will I feel. wonder how the order like I, this is why I'm so excited to like watch and yeah because I want to see like how it works is it like you know how like when you're in school and you're playing like dodgeball or whatever it is and I oh my god I saw a picking. video that's kind of adorable I don't remember where I saw it or how I saw it but Bill Kessel uh I he was picked last and I'm just like oh this is rough that feels sad and now I'm like really worried that my my all-star Oliver Bjorkstrand is gonna get picked last because he was they did a mock draft on I think the NHL on Instagram did one and he was like picked he was like listed last on someone's team and they're just like my heart first of all this man had to cancel his nice San Diego vacation and you're gonna sit there and pick him last heartbreaking anyway so then they're gonna have the NHL alumni man of the year they're gonna honor the 1976 Toronto Maple Leafs and the Canadian tire PWHL three-on-three showcase so that is the women's league and then announced hang on for the oh yeah yeah yeah. they announced the captains for that team which are so the celebrity coaches for that team are going to be tessa virtue who if i feel like if you're very into ice skating like i am uh she's olympic and world champion figure skater she's going to be team king and then john Quell jones of the WNBA new york liberty is going to be team Kloss. so that's going to be really fun to watch I can't wait to see, like, all these women just get down. (laughs) So, Friday, February 2nd, NHL All-Star Skills Competition will take place in a new format. Yeah, I don't think everyone's doing this, which I thought was really weird. 12 pre-selected players will compete for points in eight events played in three rounds. Player with the most wins and take most wins takes home $1 million. And a car, I think. I think a car is involved. From what I've seen. Why do these million-dollar players get another million and a car? You're telling me. I wish I, I was did. looking at this and I was like, oh, if I were them, I would totally donate the money. But I mean, I think they usually, I, I don't know about the money, but I think they've donated the car before or they like give it away. I mean, to, like sure family or something. Them. Yeah. What do they need it for? I know you don't need to give family a car. You need to just buy them a car because you can. Come on now. I know. I mean, if you're at the level of being picked as an all-star, you probably have good money. I could see if like a rookie got picked. Like if uh, I think Maddie Beniers was supposed to go like his first year that he was like picked or whatever and he didn't end up going because he was injured but he would have been like a good one to like get the money or like get the car because he's on a rookie contract you know oh yeah that's true yeah but not these guys anyway so the skills events are (laughs) nhl fastest skater hardest shot stick handling one timers don't know what that is passing challenge accuracy shooting shootout top eight point earners will advance to this event and the obstacle course and this top six point earners will advance to this event so that's friday february 2nd that's the middle day and then the last day the main event on the third and the four teams will play against each other there will be 10 minute games by division to determine who will be the top all-star and the winners of the 2024 all-star game will be rewarded with one million that will go to a charity of their choice so that's really cool at least that money like is going to a good place oh yeah i know um so yeah that's i'm really excited to kind of watch everything kind of get sat and uh into that we do have yeah we have a representative for us going to toronto and they will be there on friday they're going to be at the fanfare so hopefully i'm going to be posting content about the actual games itself because like i said like the i know on friday what the heck is the what was the the one the one timers i don't know what yeah. that is we're gonna find out what that is but i guess what's going on at the fanfare i'll be posting the content that i'm being sent very excited to see all of that so be on the lookout i'm excited very excited to have someone on the ground there to just kind of be our eyes and ears because 
like obviously TV shows you some stuff, but you're not getting the like nitty gritty. And I think that's the fun stuff to me. Oh yeah, for sure. Are the lines long? Is there better merch than what jerseys are? I know. Is there kind of snacks are there? Do you get to meet players? Do you see players? Like how close can you get to these guys? And gourmies, does that exist? Who knows? We'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. So we're back. We're hopefully the next episode too. We're going to get back to some learning. Yeah, we're so back. We're going to get back to some learning aspects too. We're excited. Yeah, I think Errol and I had a good brainstorming session about a week ago about kind of what we see this happening for the year, what kind of our plans are. We definitely want to get back to the things of learning. I know I've personally seen a couple people pop up on social media who are also learning hockey. So just really want to get back to that is exciting because i still have so many questions like every time i go to a game i feel like i walk away with like at least five more questions about what happened oh yeah do you have any idea how long it took me to realize like the i can't believe i saw the delayed penalty with removing your goalie oh yeah (laughs) like it finally like clicked in like that whole sequence and then the fact that i saw the yeah the delayed penalty mistake with the penguins was crazy i feel like seeing it just makes something really click and, it, and it's and not even just like watching it on TV because like that's just like a different animal. But seeing it in person, you're like, f- I don't know if force is the right word, but basically forced to like try and figure out what happened. And yeah, I just go see a game in person. I think that's also something we're going to talk about is so you're going to your first NHL game and that's exciting. What to prepare for. Yep. All right. So hopefully you're going to get ready and sat and watching the All-Star Weekend like we will be doing. So Ariel, where can the people find you? They can find me on Instagram and TikTok at it's Ariel Garcia, A-R-I-E-L-L-E. And then on Twitter at Ariel Garcia. And you? The people can find me if they so choose at A-E-N-E-W-B-Y. That is on Twitter, Instagram. I think that's really it. TikTok is like knives are out, but I don't know. I guess I that's actually that's a lot i've been posting on tiktok i'm trying to make a video every time i see warmies and post it onto tiktok so if warm-ups are something you like to watch i don't put music over it so it's like hockey asmr i'm at knives are out on tiktok and then you should follow us on all of our socials at rink rookie pod that is at rink rookie pod on youtube tiktok tumblr twitter or x formerly known as twitter subscribe give us a big old thumbs up if you like our content it really helps i don't know what that means people say it so i'm sure it does yeah i think that's all all right and we're (laughs) gone we're still back (laughs) Bye. bye